I applaud you, man, for sure. Um, so you end up doing an event for him, and he was it was a event that he let you do, and he said he's gonna let you DJ until you messed up. Yeah, so uh, it was a college party. It was called Foam Glow. I'm never gonna forget it. Um, it was about maybe a thousand people. If anybody used to go to UCA between 2009, 2012-ish, everybody know about the Armory in Conway. Okay. And um, he got booked for the event. I did, but everybody knew that I was shadowing one off, so they kind of figured I would kind of DJ maybe 20, 30 minutes. You know, just as people are filling in, you know, walking in, I'm getting that first, as soon as the door is open, I'm DJing, so I'm not really DJing for anybody. But this particular party, he was like, and I'm really in the middle, like, I'm thinking I'm only DJing for 20 minutes, so I'm DJing, he was like, hey, P, I'm going to let you go until you mess up. I feel like you messing up. And so I got to sweat because <laughs> as DJs, we kind of think about how much time we have to do a set. Mm. And we play our music, and certain music, depending on the time of the set and how long the, the set is. Okay. So I'm running through like my songs quick because I'm thinking I only got 20, 30 minutes. Right. So I had to revamp my thought process like, okay, I, I can't really do what I plan to coming in to do because I... Before I before I do that, I like to sit down and get kind of an idea of how like what songs I'm gonna play. Okay. So it threw me all the way out because I prepped the whole night before the day of. Like I'm like so when he threw that, you know, so I'm like ah okay cool, but you know I made it through the end of the party and everybody had a great time. It was some people that was like man like I didn't know you had all that in you. One I was proud. That's who I really wanted to impress. Obviously, that was my mentor. Right. And um, yeah. So after that, I actually started getting booked and having my name on the flyers. <laughs> mm. So, man. So how how long was that party? How many hours did it last? Oh, that was four hours. Four so hours. It was from ten to two. One night, he actually tapped me around like one twenty, one thirty. It was like, hey. I gotta DJ these last night. Right, they did book me. They pay, they paying me. You right. know what I'm saying? And he ended up, you know what I'm saying, give me some food. And he actually, I think he paid me like twenty or thirty dollars. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I appreciate that, but, but I you, wouldn't. You, it was the exposure for you. Yeah, I wasn't even looking to get paid. Yeah, I was not looking to get paid. So that was a blessing. Like thirty dollars as, as a college student. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up. Man, that's what's up, bro. So. Yeah. Like, moving forward, after that event, what doors of opportunity opened for you? Oh, man. So, um, I came in to college kind of shy. Like, I was, I'm social, but I was never the guy that I walk up and be like, hey, my name is Philip, or hey, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Like, I never, like, I'm never the person to initiate the interactions of meeting new people. Mm -hmm. I just kind of meet new people. Um, just by, I guess, proximity, like if we're in certain organizations together, yeah, I'm gonna be like, oh, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I see you more than once, I'm gonna, you know, give you the head nod, you right. know, then next time I see you, I'm like, oh, I see you, okay, what's up? This a handshake, right. this, like, what's right. your name? Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. So, um, but after that gig, you know, my confidence kind of got, got boosted because now people are like hitting me up, like, bro, you cold, you cold. And I'm like, okay. And my name, people are knowing me. But I'm not knowing them. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's forcing me to get out of my shell because I didn't want people to think that, you know, I was arrogant or anything like arrogant that. or stuck up, you know. So it's like, man, I got to kind of be, social. you know, out there social. Like, yeah. I'm like, ugh. But 
it helped a lot, you know, it helped a lot. So, um, but another door that it opened up for uh, for me was uh, radio. Okay. So, um, because of the popularity I was getting at, um, as a DJ, um, my homie Byron Miller, he had hit me. He was a student manager at UCA for the radio station. And he was like, man, you might need to get your own show. And I had no idea we had college radio at UCA. So um, I went down there, fell in love, and became a student manager myself. And at the time, students were only allowed, I think, like 30, 45 minutes on the air. But studying the radio market, because anything I do, I like to study what's going on outside of what I see. So that's when I started looking up other, like, bigger radio stations. And realizing that uh, most radio shows are anywhere between two to four hours long. So I asked the uh, program director, I was like, hey, is it possible for me to do a, at least a two-hour show? So he was like, man, my show is getting so much good feedback because I'm making flyers. I'm painting uh, flyers around campus and stuff like that, actually promoting my stuff. He was like, yeah, you can do two, uh, two hours. So I'm on air for two hours, and that was, I think that was kind of unheard of at the time. Um, but that just kind of made me want to learn how to DJ even more because now I'm like, okay, now people are tuning in to the radio too. They're not just hearing me at parties. So I don't know who's listening to me. So I'm trying to get all my music together. I'm trying to get my skills up. But, um, yeah, that that was crazy. And at that time, you were, you were just DJing on the radio for, for UCA? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you hadn't transitioned to a radio person? Well, I was everything. Yeah, okay, I was okay. at the yeah at, at UCA. I was personality and DJ. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, my main focus of the show was to pretty much bridge the gap of um, you know local artists and industry. So I wanted to because it was a lot of people in Conway, like a lot of artists that sounded like what you heard on mainstream radio already, but they just didn't have the recognition. So I understood at an early age, because, uh, you know, everybody kind of go through that phase in high school where they're a rapper. Yes, sir. So, you yes, know, sir. me going through that, you know, it made me realize, like, it's really not too many platforms for local independent artists in Arkansas to right. really, like, showcase their skills. So I'm like, I got this huge platform to me at the time, even though it's just college radio, but to me, I feel like the college demographic is what helped, you know, music kind of you know, explode, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, if I can learn how to um, DJ and blend in independent music with mainstream music, they not even going to be able to tell the difference. They're going to be like, they're going to try to Shazam, and you know what I'm saying? Like, what's this? Like, what's up with that? So that was the main goal. So I would interview local artists. I would bring them in, and then I'd record, you know. I feel like I was ahead of my time because people really weren't doing it. You wasn't seeing radio personalities. And this was back in 2008. Yeah, 2009, <laughs> 10. You know, you really, like, you, you knew of the personalities' names, but how often did you really see? Because this kind of, you know, social media really wasn't what it is now, obviously. Like, right, we right, had right. Facebook. Right, right. But, like, it wasn't no going live or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um I wanted to be the face in, like, I want you to know who I was and who these artists were, you know. Right. So that was my main goal with the radio, with my radio show. Yeah, man, definitely. You, social media has came so far since then. It's like, what, 12, 13 years ago? 
But yeah, yeah. It's like the only reason I got an iPhone was because of Instagram, because I knew how vital it was gonna be in the future. Really? Like I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was against Apple, but now I'm Apple everything. <laughs> but at the time, I'm like, man, these Android phones are so much better than this Apple iPhone. You can't even send pictures, you know how? Like back then. But when Instagram came about, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is gonna change the game, right? Like, so like, I gotta invest in the iPhone, like, got to. But so one thing I like, and I noticed you said was that. You were marketing and advertising for your your radio station and mm-hmm. on, on campus. You know what I mean. You took another initiative to make it more popular. You know what I mean. Yeah. So he didn't have a problem giving you an extended set. Right. You know what I mean. So how important to you is marketing and advertising to get your your name out there to promote your brand? Man, honestly, <laughs> to a certain extent, it's actually more important than the actual talent. Like. <laughs> You can I, I know some people that are not as talented as some folks, but the talented person might um, may not know how to market themselves. So you be saying like I'm gonna stick with DJs and I'm not talking about any particular DJ, but it might right. be a DJ that's not as good DJing, right. but their brand is amazing. Right. So they're constantly getting booked. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they don't how can they book you or how can they buy your product or anything if they don't know about, they don't know about you? So like marketing is is crazy. Like it's very important. It's very bro, important. Bro, you I mean you hit it on the head, man. I talk about this all the time. Like a person can have the best, the highest quality product, right? But if they don't market and advertise it correctly, nobody knows about it. Yep. And you can have a person with something that's below average. Garbage. And they marketing and advertising. I'm talking marketing and advertising <laughs> all the time. That's all you see, and you would think it's the best thing ever. And they yeah. constantly selling it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Man. Yeah, perception is reality. Man. So you gotta you gotta keep that in mind when you market. Like you got to. Especially with social media, because a person can paint a picture and make you think it's anything. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I had a conversation about this the other day. Like, my social media is not my real life. You know, and I I knew that how I was going to use social media a long time ago because I already knew, like, people always want to showcase the good. They don't ever want to showcase the bad. That's it. That's and it's it. like, okay, so all my social media, besides my Facebook, it's kind of uh, a little personal, but not, not really because I don't even like put my business out right there anyway. But I strictly use my social media for my DJ brand. Like, if you want to know about my personal life, Hit me, <laughs> hit me right, up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I'm not gonna willingly give you all this information and all this access to my personal life if nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know everybody that's tapped in. True. True. You know what I'm saying? So if we supposed to be cool, we're supposed to be boys, or you know we supposed to be acquaintances or whatever, it's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen. But right. you're not finna just know what I got going on just by going on Instagram. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. But it make it makes sense though, man. Cause you know people snoop and they dig and they look for stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, if it's there, it's there. Yeah. You make them make them make them do their homework. Yeah. You you can find out a lot about a person, but I still don't feel like it's a full story on mm-hmm. social media. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, cause you can kind of pick up on you know patterns and tendencies and things like that. Like you know people post that you know they on trips and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this person likes to travel or people that post their cars all the time off. They, they like in the cars, but you know. And, but from that, what people um, mistake is that they feel like that's everything about that person. 
And nah, like, that's not, like, nobody is showing, like, showcasing 100% of who they truly are on social media. Right. Like, and maybe they are, but I'm not going to automatically think that. You right. know what I'm saying? So. For sure. For sure. Bro, so, <clears throat> moving moving forward, man, how did how did you start to um, get booked as far as for shows? Okay, so, um, for one, any time DJ One I would get booked. They will book me. So it, it was cool to have two DJs. Like, it was a new marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. You got two DJs, two different vibes. Like, and because people, DJ One I was the most popular DJ that came through Conway. He ran Conway for almost, like, longer than a decade. I know, like, 10, maybe 12 years. Okay. Maybe even longer. You know, I think he was about eight or nine years in when I got there. So um, his name was already huge. So... With my name attached, they always seeing DJ One Nine and P Smooth. So now I'm getting booked just by myself. Um, my first paid gig was actually Mayflower Middle School. So one of the students, um, she was a non-traditional student, so she was a little older at the time. I, I think I, I forgot how old she was, but anyway, she was. Um, her daughter went to school out there, so she was like, "Hey, I seen this flyer on the wall in the student center." I didn't know you DJ. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So she was like, we want to book you. I'm like, okay. First gig, $75. Never going to forget it. And I stole the radio station speakers at the time. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> if you watching this, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, so I had to, had to do what I had to do. Right, you know right, what I'm right. Some so, like my confession. Hey. Facts. So, but, um, but yeah, so... Um, on top of just trying to find different avenues to uh, reach more people. Okay. So um, at the time, you know, going live on Facebook, Instagram, it wasn't it wasn't a thing at all. Right. right. So I'm trying to figure out how we can, um, I guess, just reach more people through radio because I understood like college students, half of them don't have cars, uh, so they don't really have access to radios. Like nobody, we kind of left that era like. You know, the huge stereos in the room and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, everything was kind of, like, on your laptop, on a computer. So, I'm like, okay, I know everybody has cell phones. I know everybody on campus probably has a computer or at least has access to one. So, I was doing some research, and I found this website. I think it was called, like, Vimeo. And um, figured out a way to patch in the audio to the laptop and stream live. And that definitely, I feel like, helped with my marketing and getting my name out there to be able to get booked more. Mm. So and during that time, what majority of your events in like Conway for sure, Conway, okay. Little Rock. Um, I also was working with the artist, uh, and I was doing rap showcases. Like I would DJ for him. So I had the college crowd, and then I had the rap scene of Central Arkansas crowd. So I would get booked for you know different D, uh, not DJ showcases, but different uh, rap showcases. Uh, on top of college parties. And then I started transitioning to weddings. Um, so um, it was a, another mentor of mine named DJ Monkey. He uh, found out a long time ago, like, he was just like, hey, this college stuff is going to, you know, die down because right. it's really a popularity contest when it comes to DJs. It don't matter. Again, it don't matter how good you are as a DJ. So he was like, uh, let me train you and... Uh, get you ready for these uh, doing weddings. 
I'm like, all right, bet. He was like, it's way more money and it's less work, and you gonna and you gonna eat good and you yeah. gonna drink good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, bet. So um, doing the weddings, that's that's that also helped me, um, you know, get booked more because you know at weddings, everybody, the wedding industry is definitely a word of mouth industry. So if you do good at one wedding, you gonna book at least. At least one or two more weddings from that wedding. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to, hey, what you did here, I want, I want your car. Like, I feel like if I don't pass out a card at a wedding, I was trash. You know what I'm saying? So if nobody walk up to me and be like, hey, you got a, you got a card on you? I ain't do what I was supposed to do. Right. And that's really anywhere. But at weddings, that's like my goal. Like, I got to hand out at least one business card. Well, somebody has to ask me for a business card. I'm going to hand them out regardless. Right. But somebody has to walk up to me and be like, hey, I want your business card because I'm trying to get you. you and if they saying? don't, so, then you didn't do something right. Right. I feel like I ain't do nothing right. Mm. <laughs> so what, what's your ideal event as a DJ? Would it be weddings? Um, man, I love wedding vibes because I feel like, uh, you know, it's a new chapter in, you know, the bride and groom's lives. And to be able to be a part of that and make them feel joy on top of what they're already feeling. Right. Um. I feel like it's, it's amazing, like, seeing families together, um, just kicking it. And then as a DJ, it's a lot easier because I can play more variety of music. I can play old school, mix it with new school. Right, you know, right. I can play stuff for the kids. Right, right. So it's easier from that aspect because I'm not just locked into a certain type of music. But um, but just the feeling I get from DJ and weddings, man, I, I love it because I like to see people smile, like... Cause I feel like I have a little bit of control of that. You do, you, you know. Do. So yeah. yeah, when you put on one of those line dance songs, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, like, hey, okay, right, right. Right. like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Or you, you put know? on one of them real old school songs, and somebody grandma, hey, yeah, that's yeah, my song, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. That's what's up, man. So, okay, moving forward in the, on your journey, man, as a DJ, uh, disc jockey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how do you retain you know what i mean we understand how you gain new uh new clients or whatever how you get them to come back because i know you got some repeat clients mm -hmm. repeat customers like hey dj we hey peace more we need yeah. you again yeah so what do you do to ensure that they call you next time they need a dj man um just customer service mm -hmm. like i grew up working retail and that trend that taught me a lot about dealing with people you know so uh you just treat folks right man be a man of your word Bring what you say you gonna bring, you know. Um, just doing all around good business, okay. and a lot of times, just like marketing, it kind of oversees the talent too. You know, um, a person rather do a great business with a person, a mediocre DJ versus bad business with a great DJ. Because at the end of the day, they want to feel like they got their money's worth. You know, so um, that's that's my perspective on that. Like I just try to make sure I. Bring what I said I was gonna bring. I do what I said I was gonna do, and I make sure that they happy. And if they not happy, even even if I do do what I said I was gonna do, right. I try to do something else to make sure that we leave on a good on a good note. Okay. You know, so, so we definitely want to go above and beyond. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. But I, I usually get the same the same answer. Like I mean, customer service is is key. It is know? key because you always gonna remember <laughs> the feeling. Especially when you, everybody know, everybody gonna remember how much money they spent out. Like, you gonna remember, like, man, I did that with $400. But I want you to remember not only that you paid me whatever amount of money, 
But the fact that, okay, he was on time, right. he did this, he did this, he made me laugh, like, I'm a kid with you, like, I'm a joke on the microphone, I'm going to make everybody feel like family while they at an event, I'm DJing. Right. right. So, the feeling, you got to remember, like, happy moments, like, that's all I'm about, like, can I give you a happy moment while I'm DJing? And that's priceless. That's priceless, yeah. though. You yeah. can't even put a price tag on that. Then, nah, nah. So, but yeah. I like that. So, starting out, man, I forgot to ask you, what were some of the trials and tribulations that you encountered, man, along the way? Man, so I already mentioned about uh, me stealing, <laughs> <laughs> borrowing. Yeah, man, let's, let's <laughs> change equipment. it up, man. Utilize it, yeah, you know. utilize what yeah. was, you know, um, a man taught me that, a good friend of mine, he taught me that you already have everything you need in order to be successful. You just got to figure out what you need and just look for it. So I didn't have no equipment. I didn't have no laptop. I didn't have no turntables. I didn't have no speakers. That's essential to be a DJ, obviously. Yeah. So luckily I had great friends. Um, my friend, one of my friends at the time let me use his laptop. Uh, I had the speakers at the radio station. <laughs> And I saved up enough money to buy me my first controller. So that's what I was rocking with. So, But it, it was tough because DJ equipment is expensive. Like a good controller, anywhere between $500 up to 2000 Then your laptop going to be, you know, anywhere between 500 to 1200 if you want a MacBook. Well, so you need a Mac, you know pretty what I'm much, saying? right? Speaker's going to be 500 a pop. Right. You know what I'm saying? You need at least two. Right. You know, and then at the time... It was the party era at UCA, so huge building. The radio station speakers wasn't going to fill up the sound for, you know, those events. So I didn't have no, like, no huge setup, so I would always have to, like, rent speakers or actually get booked with a DJ that had sound. Mm. So that would cut into my, to my money because it's like I can't pay you what I'm paying him because all you bring is your laptop, which is, you know, which is right. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, but um, just saving money was tough because I'm young and I really wasn't taught money management as a business mindset, just more so on a personal level, like, okay, make sure you pay your bills and stuff like that. But reinvesting, um, I wasn't taught that until I started linking up with DJ Monkey and he was just like, hey, like, it's fast money, but easy come, easy go. True. True. So it's like, and sometimes as a DJ, it's not about your skills, it's about what equipment can you offer. Because he was telling me how he was getting booked just for sound. Like, he was like, man, I'm getting $300 a night, and I don't got to step foot inside the inside the club because they're using my speakers. Wow. And I'm thinking about, dang, like, I'm only getting paid $50 a DJ in here. He get 300 just for the sound. You know, so I'm like, okay, now that started opening my eyes. Um... As far as, okay, I need to reinvest in myself. I need to reinvest and get speakers and get stuff that I know other DJs don't have, but they need so they can start renting from me. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So even if I'm not booked, I'm still getting money. Like, that blew my, at the time, that blew my mind. I'm like, man, that's a whole separate business. Right. Because you ain't got to be no DJ to invest in sound and rent it out. Right, equipment rental, for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But... That was definitely, like, really the only issues I had, like, DJing, um, well, be becoming a DJ in the industry was just, like, getting my own equipment. Um, now, the other thing, personally, was just me being shy. 
and me not able to talk on a microphone. So I had um, the artist I was DJing for, his name was YK. He was the guy that, you know, always wanted the, the spotlight. So we worked hand in hand together. Like he was oh, on yeah. a microphone, right. you know, talking stuff, you know, hype people up. And I would just kind of just talk through the music. Like I just, you know, go crazy, but I never wanted to talk on a microphone. So, but that was kind of something that I had to overcome, just coming with confidence, like building my confidence. And it and came like with that. time. Huh? Yeah, definitely. And it was kind of crazy because they're like, how are you a DJ, but you shy? Because you would think, you know, DJs are all just like social, like butterflies and stuff like this. Like, not all of us are right. like that. You right. know what I'm saying? A lot of my DJ partners would rather just be in the crib and chill. Right. Like, we don't want to go out if we not getting paid to be out. <laughs> and I might sound a little arrogant, but... Nah, just yeah, with like you. I did a lot of partying in my high school and my college days. So just me being like waking up, like I think I want to go to the club tonight. Nah, <laughs> nah. I mean, if it yeah. ain't profitable, I mean, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the process like transitioning what we may consider a hobby, your craft, into a, a business? Ooh, man. So it was. Uh, I would have to say probably when I got fired from AT and T. So, uh, so it's kind of to answer your question, it was it was kind of forced on me. Okay. You know, cause I didn't want to um, ever feel like another person has control over my life. And at the time, it was the most money I had ever made. Like, so I'm I'm making like at the time I was making like fourteen, fifteen an hour. You know, it was the highest paying job I ever had at the time. And, um, you know, I got my own crib, my first apartment by myself, two bedroom. You know, I'm living it up. Like, it's decked out. Right. Got a new car, first car note. You know, yeah. I'm lit. And for me to get fired, yeah, it was my fault. But um, I should never put myself in that situation. But at the time, like, me getting fired, like, it really messed up my finances. Like, I lost my car, lost my crib, you know. So it was just like, man, I kept thinking, like, about what uh, my friend said about you have everything you need already to in order to be successful, and I was just like, man, I DJ, I do graphic design, so let's make this money. Like, how can I monetize this more to where it's it's my main source of income? And luckily, I had some great friends. Let me stay, you know, stay with them. So I stayed up, got a car, but I was getting it. Like I was like I had to hustle. Um, but that was probably when, so 2017, <laughs> like, it was always a, you know what I'm saying, I always knew I wanted to DJ, but I never thought to myself that I would be able to live off DJing until then, because I'm like, man, I'm not, like, if I'm going to be broke, I want to be broke because it's it's on me, right. not because somebody just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and decided, okay, yeah, I think I'm actually enforcing rules, but it is what it is, but I'm glad that happened, you know, so. Man, so, um, as far as, like, the business side of it, you know, uh, trademarking your name, um, doing the LLC and things of that nature, those things are mandatory for being a DJ, or it just depends on how, yeah. how serious you are about it? It, it kind of just depends, um, so... It's a lot of loopholes and things, but I was always taught to do like square business, and um, so once I did my research on how to get an LLC and things like that, I, I did that. 
um, I found a way to, you know, try to learn how to figure out how to pay taxes or if I even need to pay taxes. Um, learning that, I found out how to pay myself. So it's like I'm the employer and the employee. So that way, this is a free game. That way you can file your taxes, your pers- personal taxes, and you got your business taxes. So um, that way you're not responsible technically for, for both of them. Um, and it keep it keep your finances separate. Mm-hmm. Like, so you kind of know what you, you bringing in. You see that. Because a lot of DJs, I feel like, we just get money and we spend it. And right. we don't realize how much money we actually make. And I actually kept track of, like, one year. I'm like, that's, like, I, I could have been living off of it. <laughs> you know, but because it was a hobby, in my mind, it's extra money. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm already getting this from AT&T or whatever job I was working at the time. So whenever I get DJ, I'm instantly blowing. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Or investing in some other stuff, but it's like at a certain point, I invest in everything that I needed. So I could have been living off my DJ money, but we don't see it because it comes so fast. Right, right, right. You know. So how did you uh, how did you transition and change that from spending it as soon as it comes to actually saving it and keeping track of the income? QuickBooks, <laughs> like uh, every time I get a gig, put in a uh, put in a number, uh, keep track. Um, it's just when you see it, you you kind of you know what to do with it. Like you know how to plan when you see how much money you actually making. Like so, it's like if you know, like I look at my calendar and anytime I get a book and I put the calendar in, how much money that the the gig is for. Mm. And I don't necessarily I don't count my eggs before they hatch. Okay. So it's like I did that one time when I was in college <clears throat> excuse me. Thinking I'm finna get, you know, three hundred dollars. So I had spent my last like my last dollar on I forgot what I spent it on. But I was broke. They ended up canceling the gig. And you was banking on that three. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dang, I think I had a, like a phone bill or so so my phone went off and some other stuff. I was just like, they had to call my mom. And it was just, it was wild, but when you see, just just organizing, budgeting, like, you see how much money that's coming in, just, hey, okay, look at what you need to get for your business, and look at, um, like, what you need personally. Like, okay, so I'm going to set this aside for this, for my, my business, I'm going to set this aside for personal. Yeah, so. Gotcha. <clears throat> so. What what advice would you give to any aspiring DJs out there, man, listening that want to get involved in this industry? Man, just start. Like, you feel like you need... I didn't have nothing. I didn't have anything. Nah, man. My, bro, like, my guy, he, he, <laughs> he, he had to borrow the speakers from yes, the radio station. Yes. He borrowed his man's laptop. Yeah, it's, you know? it's crazy. <laughs> like, don't feel like you need anything to start. Like, just do it. Like... We have now we have YouTube. Like it wasn't a thing to learn things on YouTube. Like you know, back then it was like I had to shadow. I feel like really that's the best way to learn. But like some people are visual learners, so YouTube right. will do. But point is, you have way more um, things that can help you get started. You just gotta get started. It's all type of resources. Yeah, out there. just just and, do it. And YouTube University. Hey, <laughs> I got about four degrees from YouTube Man, University. Bro. Me, me and you both, it's amazing. <laughs> and working on the fifth one. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Man, so um, 
how how can you be reached, man? If they want to book you, man, uh, or whatever. Just how can they how can they reach DJ P Smooth? Man, so you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat at the DJ P Smooth. You can go to my website at www.thedjpsmooth.com. And you can hit up Skywalker, man. That's my that's my manager, my homie. Like he handles all my bookings and things like that too. So okay. Um, but yeah, you can definitely book social media website into my management. Most so. definitely. Oh, any upcoming business ventures that you want to mention before we leave? Man, um, I just launched some new merch. Um, kind of got the hat on now. I got some crew neck sweaters. Um, that's kind of what I'm kind of trying to push out now. Um, just some new merch, um, dropping a new new release every month. So just, you know, tap into my website. You can subscribe. And, again, that's www.thedjpsmooth.com. Facts, facts. Bro, we appreciate you for taking time yeah, out Yeah, appreciate today. you, man. man appreciate for sure, you. For sure. We wish you well on all your future endeavors, bro. Three, six, six, five, 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 five,